Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Grudgens. I hope that you're all well. Today is a return to the FRC news. Me, I'm on my own this week. I had uh, Gary doing the intro for the past couple of weeks who has been a regular not only on this channel but also my football fan podcast channel so go over there and listen to it, the true fans podcast if you uh, have no idea that that even exists but we're over here talking all about film and tv show today six massive massive stories i want to get into definitely a lot of intriguing stuff a lot of you guys have been asking for my opinion and i've said listen to the frc podcast that is coming up this week and i will answer all of your questions so so many Stuff I really want to get into today. It'll be definitely very, very exciting to talk about it. If you want to join me on an FRC News or if any of any podcasts, you can let me know via my Instagram, FRC underscore podcast. Share your opinions on some of the big stories at the moment. Obviously, last year was a, a very, very tough year for films. We didn't have as, as many blockbusters as we possibly hoped looking into this year but there's so much incredible stuff to know but also for the future as well so there's a lot to talk about here and i can just get in straight away starting with what captain america's return means for falcon and the winter soldier with phase four now officially kicked off with one division after an extended hiatus there's once again so much to talk about disney's superhero franchise aside from the confirmed slate there's one more thing that has been fandom buzzing, the possibility that Chris Evans will reprise his role as Steve Rogers on the screen in a future project. Avengers Endgame marked the end of the Infinity Saga, but it also functioned as the ending to some of MCU's founding heroes, like Steve Rogers. Unlike Iron Man and Black Widow's arcs, which ended in tragic death for the sake of the mission, Captain America's final fate left the door open for a potential return to the franchise. The super soldier did survive the final fight and succeeded in bringing back all the infinity stones to their original times and places while he did get a well-deserved ending reuniting and eventually living a full life with peggy carter one would be hard pressed to find anyone who's not even interested in seeing him back in the mcu so this has been something that a lot of people have been asking me a lot of people have been asking me and it's definitely really really difficult to get into this without becoming biased i'm a big fan of captain america I, I really am. I think all of his films are brilliant. I think his role in the Avengers is definitely very prominent. And he's done some fantastic things. And Chris Heaven portrays him really, really well. The negative for me is, is that it's going to ruin an incredible character arc he had. If you watch the entire MCU, you learn that this character only wanted one thing. And it got taken away from him at the end of the first Avenger with, you know, going out with Peggy on a date. And in the more recent films like Age of Ultron Civil War, you sort of forget that that was his message because he's now involved in the present day. He he doesn't really have, you know, any sort of willpower to do it until Endgame came around. And you saw Cap seeing Peggy in that office and... He, I think at that moment he realised he wanted to spend time with us seeing her again. And I think that that was a really, really nice way of ending his story and ending his character arc. But to bring him back, and we spoke about this with Tony Stark, whether he'll be back in Black Widow, you know, sort of any prequel films linked to, to sort of the Iron Man story, get him in. I just, I don't like things like that. I think... Comic book movies have obviously got that stereotype of bringing characters back from the dead. I think sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't for the story. But I think 
Captain America and his prominent role in the Infinity Saga was fantastic. But now let's move on. Now let's see new characters, new ideas. I said a couple of weeks ago that the only reason why the Falcon and the Winter Soldier works was because of Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie's sort of chemistry, their relationship, their, their friendship, sort of, you know, in, in the films that they've been in. And they have a really, really good position now, like Wanda and Vision, where there can be prominent people in this MCU. You know, now they're expanding it, now they're using the Disney Plus streaming services and, and their ability to become, you know, real big names in this. And I'm not saying that they deserve a film, because I think the TV show will really work. I'm so looking forward to Falcon and the Red Soldier when it comes out in March. But then you look at this sort of character and you you saw sort of the potential that it has. I don't want Captain America to come back and ruin their pretend, their chance. Because if it becomes a, a thing where he returns in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, its focus from them characters goes away to just supporting characters it, they're not going to be main people anymore i can definitely see a season two of falcon and the winter soldier so exploring more adventures you know so so give them that opportunity i don't think that captain america should come back i think a lot of people are, are very very happy with the potential marvel of course have not really said anything they're very very silent on the issue but i don't want to see it i definitely think that it's a real massive misstep if they do and uh, I just I don't know I, I don't want to see that happen and it, it is just as simple as that for me moving on from the Marvel TV shows and switching gears to DC as the Arrowverse 2021 crossover with Superman and Batwoman cancelled the upcoming Arrowverse crossover event on the CW between Batwoman and Superman and Lois has been cancelled due to COVID-19 restrictions. The event would have seen Superman meeting the new Batwoman played by Ryan Wilder for the first time. The Batwoman and Superman crossover was announced last spring and was at the time expected to feature Hoechlin's Man of Steel teaming up with Ruby Rose's Kate Kane, but Rose has since exited the Gotham set series. Batwoman season 2 will premiere on January the 17th and follows Ryan Wilder, a young woman who discovered the Batsuit after Kate Kane's disappearance and becomes the new protector of Gotham. Superman and Lois premieres on February the 23rd and follows Clark Kent and his wife Lois Lane as they balance their work for the with the struggles of raising their two sons. I... Again, it's one of them crossovers which, how action-packed is it going to be? Your Arrowverse is a little bit now like the MCU, where they're looking forward, they're looking at the potential of new shows, and a lot of people will know that I'm watching the Arrowverse at the moment, I'm coming to the end of Super Supergirl Season 3, and you know, so coming to the end of, sort of seasons of Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow as well, so... Uh, I'm definitely, you know, involved with the Arrowverse, looking forward to seeing um, Superman and Lois, I think that's going to be a great show, Batwoman Season 2, look promising after the first episode I have watched in, a review will come out when the season finishes, so I don't want to say any more about that because it might spoil my reviews, but looking forward to seeing both of them shows, I just don't know how they would work as a crossover. It would definitely be very, very small, and I definitely think there wouldn't be as much action, but I think with, obviously, Arrow now, closing out on its eighth season the flash is sort of you know becoming the new 
sort of, you know, main show in the Arrowverse with with season seven that's set to premiere this year. Um, Legends of Tomorrow has sort of had their sixth season. You don't know whether we'll we'll see we'll see another season of that. Supergirl apparently is going to be cancelled after its sixth season. So Black Lightning is finishing after season four. We're, we're getting told constantly that we're going to have a Green Lantern show, but nothing's ever been confirmed. So again, I think the Arrowverse has got to be careful with with who they introduce, who they like. They're definitely going to want to. Uh, make Batwoman and Superman and Lois, you know, two very very prominent shows. At the moment, though, I just don't think it will work. Even and now, obviously, the COVID nineteen restrictions has has shown that. So I would have liked to see to see the potential of it to to sort of talk about it. It's it's definitely it's content for me on the channel, but I just don't think that it would really really work as a crossover just yet. Moving back to Marvel, as Marvel's Moon Knight sees Ethan Hawke play the villain. Marvel and Disney Plus are wasting no time in adding to the cast of the Moon Knight series. With, with Oscar Isaac on to play the title role, Ethan Hawke has now made a deal to play the villain. Moon Knight isn't a Marvel character who's hit the screen before for the untitled His Mark Spectre is aching to Batman, a crime-fighting vigilante with considerable cash reserves there. That has been a supernatural bent to Spectre linked to his lunar cycle. He also has a series of different identities that he presents to the world and later in his comics run. He was established as being conduct for the Egyptian moon god Khonsu. Most recently the character was a cool sultan who dressed in all white and goes by the name Mr. Knight. I cannot wait for this show. I cannot wait for this show. I did a ranking of all of the shows that is going to Disney Plus based on excitement and I def and I believe I actually put this in my top five just because I was a massive, massive fan of the potential that this show could have. And with the more more announcements that's been made, uh, especially over the past couple of weeks, even Hawk's a great, great choice. He's a fantastic choice. And He's going to be one of them shows that is going to do something completely and utterly different for Marvel. I think they're looking at their slate, looking at their filmography and TV shows. I'm not sure whether it's going to be that connective way. I think they've just got so many characters that they want to see have adventures. And yes, they'll, they'll probably link them, but I can't see how they'll do that at the moment. But Oscar Isaac, great actor, really big name, of course, with his roles in... in Star Wars and obviously he was in X-Men Apocalypse and I think Ethan Hawke's a great actor as well I've seen him in some really really good stuff uh, most recently Magnificent Seven the sort of the rehash of that one which I thought was really really good so I'm looking forward to it I really am and I think the whole synopsis of this show the character linked in the comics is going to be really dark it's going to have some really gritty action but it's also going to have have some really good hand-to-hand combat i'm really looking forward to this one and there's also been like a character study as well sort of seeing this guy you know like a little bit like batman where you see him you know out the suit and, and in the suit as well and i think that will be a really nice uh, combination for this uh Disney Plus show. It's set to come out next year, so we've got a lot of time to wait. I definitely want to do a lot more content on the channel regarding this show whenever they release a trailer or, you know, sort of give us some other news. But really looking forward to this one, and I think that's a great casting. We're at the halfway stage of this news, and this one's a little bit more light-hearted as Willy Wonka prequel movie from 
Paddington director, has been confirmed for 2023. The new Willy Wonka prequel movie has been slated for release in 2023 by the Warner Brothers studio. It's all set for 17th of March with Paul King, the visionary British director behind the Paddington movies, behind the camera. David Heyman, who produced the Paddington movies, as well as a little-known franchise called Harry Potter, will be on board too. Writing the script is Simon Rich, who recently wrote the Seth Rogen comedy, An American Pickle. As yet, there is no casting news, but Tom Holland has been speculated to star in the titular role. I'm a big fan of Johnny and the Chocolate Factory. Watched both of the films. Uh, if you didn't know, obviously there was a 2005 one with Johnny Depp. And then there was a 1950s uh, film that my grandma showed me. and I enjoyed that one as well. So, yeah, it's definitely sort of trying to get a lot of money, isn't it? I think Roald Dahl has not had as much adaptations as, you know, a lot of people would think. Or it was definitely very, very older films. But a prequel movie looks... You know, interesting. It's definitely going to bring in the fan to the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, obviously, there's no casting news, so it's not like anybody will be going to the film excited because of a particular cast member. In answer to the Tom Holland thing, do I think he will be? I think it definitely could be potential, but I think with his roles at the moment, they're so diverse, and you know, you don't know what he's going to do next. So I think there'll be a he's always going to be linked with sort of roles he's a young actor it's definitely a prequel uh, a project so um looking at sort of the people behind the camera paul king is great i love the two paddington movies david uh Heyman as well obviously the producer of the harry potter films and he he did a great job with that one i i definitely um watched a lot of videos regarding his interviews and thought he was a really good you know visionary producer and simon rich i've not seen an american pickle but i do want to sort of see it's see him sort of tackling this movie i've seen it i've seen his work in a couple of other films um i'm off the top of my head i'm not sure which ones they are but yeah i don't really have much more to say for this one i think it's going to bring in that core audience i think the cast definitely might help you know bring this film to a little bit more life and i think it's nice that people are, are preparing for a 2023 release you know two two years and you know, hopefully they can film it as soon as possible Next bit of news that we have uh, over here for our FRC news this week sees Ben Affleck set to direct Disney's upcoming adaptation of the fantasy adventure novel Keeper of the Lost Cities. According to Deadline, the Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice actor has also signed on to produce co-write the screenplay along with Kate Gritman in addition to helming the feature. The star has directed numerous movies including the 2012 Academy Award winning film Argo. This film is set to follow a 12 year old telepathic girl named Sophie who finds it hard to fit in in at school and within her family. When Sophie discovers that there is other people in the world who can read minds she learns that she's not a human being is that she originally came from a parallel universe to our own so that sort of brings in that fantasy element that sci-fi element that i think a lot of people will definitely be intrigued definitely obviously disney's got such a great track record of bringing them films to life and ben affleck has got such a diverse filmography i think he does really really well with director films i've not seen argo but i've seen a lot of his work and the Way Back, for me, was one of the most underrated films of last year. I think it's so easy to say that because a lot of people relied on streaming services. This one went to video on demand, so a lot, a lot of people saw it. But if you've got the chance to watch The Way Back, 
Ben Affleck's film um, that came out last year. It's it's absolutely incredible, very very poignant to sort of today's society and their messages. So this one's obviously a lot different. I think that the synopsis reads very very well. I think it's it's bringing in families and you know to the to the cinema which disney do fantastically well um kate gritman as well as a fantastic screenplay writer so she's going to definitely have a lot of experience and it's definitely going to be something for disney i think the only negative going to for this film right now is one whether it'll be in cinemas or will it go to disney disney plus which obviously you don't have a lot of confidence in the success of the film if it just goes straight to a streamer service because you know, people think, oh, they're not confident enough to, to put in cinemas. And it's based on a fantasy adventure novel. And the last time Disney did that was Artemis Fowl. And I don't want to talk and moan about Artemis Fowl again because I have so many things wrong with that film. It's unbelievable. So, you know, possibly that's the only two things that's going negatively against it. There's been no release date yet. But I think this reads really well. I really do hope that Ben Affleck has some success once again with directing because I'm a big fan at the moment of, of directors having opportunities to be directors. Most recently, I watched a Regina King film and her directorial debut, One Night in Miami, and, and that was absolutely fantastic. So I hope that Ben Affleck has uh, similar success. And I think Regina King will get nominated for uh, Best Director Oscar with that film. But we're not talking about One Night in Miami. We're talking about Keeper of the Lost Cities, and I think that could be a really good idea for Disney to sort of look into their more original films based on the novel. And finally, the last bit of news today is that Kevin Hart signs four film Netflix deal. The actor-comedian will star in and produce four feature films for the streaming platform, followed by a first-look arrangement with his company, Heartbeat Productions. Hart, in a statement obtained by The Hollywood Reporter, called the partnership an amazing opportunity. He said, I'm excited to act in and produce cutting-edge films with Netflix. I'm extremely grateful to Ted, Sarkandros and Scott Stuber. We share the same creative vision and always put the audience first. The business is about growth and my heartbeat team continues to exceed my expectations with their ability to develop stories and relationships. Our goal is to make the heartbeat name synonymous with first-class entertainment and narratives. I'm a big fan of Kevin Hart. I don't always enjoy his films. I think there's some films that, you know, are very, very close to being a little bit offensive. I, I, but I think he's a fantastic person. The way he comes across is great. And I think his, you know, his warm charm and his ideas, I think that's definitely what Netflix needs to bring. I think Netflix have had a reputation over the past couple of years of doing films that heavily link into one genre and most of that was action you know we've seen action films a lot on netflix i think kevin hart will bring that family appeal to it he's had a lot of experience in family films and animations so he'll bring that sort of light-hearted comedy and so but i think it's great i think obviously a lot of people are going to be a little bit nervous because adam sandler was was another one who had a massive massive deal with netflix that sort of went south and his films were not really the best so i hope that kevin hart learned from that what he said he says that he's really happy with you know his his company and the way that they're approaching this fantastic opportunity so i've got really not much more to say on that i think that the whole idea of you know kevin hart having this opportunity i think is great you've got to look at these four films and think okay are they going to be different are they going to be similar uh, no sort of film titles or film ideas has been announced as of yet so you know you don't know whether they'll be there in production or, or what's going to go on in terms of that one but 
you know, we're obviously going to look at it. We're going to, you know, assess. I've got Netflix, so you know, you're going to look at a film involved with Kevin Hart and think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. So, and I definitely want to see the potential that Kevin Hart has, uh, not just in the acting or, you know, director chair, but looking at how his production company uh, can work with a, a big streaming service like Netflix. That's it for FRC News this week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, there will be another podcast today as well as we continue our Phase 4 journey with the one that started it all, Iron Man. So please make sure you check that out today. I would really appreciate it if you listen to all of the other podcasts as well. So incredible support over the past couple of days. I really do appreciate everybody that listens to one or even 40 podcasts i don't know but a massive massive thanks to everybody as well for their um yeah positive messages on instagram and let me know as well if you want to join me on one of these incredible podcasts i don't know what my next podcast will be about but maybe something that you love see you in a bit